0: i
2: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's waste no time. Let's jump out to The Zone phone. Joining us now, Offensive Coordinator at BYU, Coach Aaron Roderick, with us here on The Big Show. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Hey, we're terrific. Uh, tell us a little bit about spring ball. Are you happy with how things are going?
1: Well, uh, yeah. Let me answer, ask, answer that with a question. Have you ever heard a coach say spring ball didn't go great? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, now that you say that, no, I don't think I've ever heard that once
1: yeah it never happens. You'll never hear it. Uh, but honestly, yeah, I think we had a good spring. we got uh, made a lot of progress, some young players saw a lot of development out of some young guys, uh kept our veteran guys healthy, and it was good so
0: uh Aaron, uh everybody is curious to know uh how the emerging talents at quarterback are going. Uh, can you give us uh, the latest
1: on that yeah um, we gave you know gave reps to four guys this spring which is uh, not ideal okay um, the problem with you know you when you give reps to four guys you' you water it down a little bit where uh, you you're sort of at risk of um, maybe you know not anybody getting enough reps to to uh, you know to to you know, to know anything, you know? So that's the risk of it. But we felt like, um, you know, this is Baylor Romney's fourth spring here. It's Jaron's third spring. Um, you know, I feel like I and they both played in real games. Baylor's played in quite a few games now. Uh, I think it, it's uh, easy to overlook how many games he played in this this year. Uh, with we, you know, we got a lead on some people, and he got a chance to play. And then Jaron and Baylor both played very well in the games they played two years ago. So. I felt like it was a unique situation where we could we could spread the reps around this spring without, you know, really hurting our development, and and so that's what I did. I gave them all reps, and um, we've got a good group. These guys are good players, and we're going to continue this competition into fall camp. Probably, uh, I would I would like to say seven to ten days. I should have a pretty good idea of you know, what direction we're going to go for the first game. But um, still got a, need a little more time, a little, little more time with it.
2: So, Coach, I ask you this question more philosophically than about your particular circumstance with your quarterbacks, but you've been through many uh, quarterback battles as, as a coach before. So let me ask you this. How hard is it to balance young potential with experience when making this decision? Is that a difficult thing to do?
1: Yeah, it is. Um because and i think this is i think this is something that can happen at every position on the whole team is you know sometimes you just get comfortable with a player that you sort of know what you're going to get and you trust them but there might be a younger player who might be a little more prone to make mistakes but he might also have a maybe a higher ceiling or a higher potential and that's that's kind of what we went through with Zach a few years ago was trying to decide we knew we knew that Zach had a really, really high ceiling, as high as I've ever seen. Um, but we also, you know, you gotta, you got to do what's best for the team, and you gotta, you got to decide, okay, when's the right time to take that, that risk to put the young player out there. And so um, I think that can happen at almost every position on your team. And um, so, you know, at quarterback, we've got a couple of veteran guys that have been around for a while, and they've both played very well when they've played. Um, and they've they've both had a little bit of trouble staying healthy. And then we've got a couple of young guys that are dynamic, exciting guys, and uh, but definitely, definitely still have a lot to learn. And so um, I, I'm not ready to tell you what the answer to that question is, but I, I, it's part of the equation for sure, and it's it's uh, I think it's something that every coach has to deal with, you know, it's it's just part of you you want to get your best players on the field. Uh, and you want to you want to bring them along but you also you got to protect yourself against mistakes that can cost you games
0: okay so separate from the specifics of this particular situation if let me give you uh, a situation where you have to go with one or the other aaron roderick's got to make a decision and you got a tough schedule coming up and you need to win games but but you can only go with either the guy with the live arm and the guy who is, uh, has that high ceiling or the guy who isn't as talented but more experienced, what, what, and you can only do one or the other. Which one
1: are you going to do? Well, if there was actually a big difference between the two and talent level, I think you usually just have to go with the more talented guy and, and try to manage manage the growth. Um I wasn't trying to imply, though, that in our case there's a huge gap. I mean, Jaron Hall is a very talented guy. Baylor Romney is an underrated athlete. He's an excellent thrower. And then we got a couple of young guys that are really exciting guys, too, in Jacob Conover and Soljay. So um, I wasn't trying to say there's a huge gap there. But, yes, in general, I would say, you know, if there's a big difference, uh, you know, you might not do it right away, game one, but it, it, but maybe you should. You know, if there's a big difference, why not get that guy? Why not get that guy going? And and and, uh, and then it's up to it's up to the coaches to try to manage some of the mistakes that a young player might make by, you know, how you, what, you know how how complicated you are scheme wise or what players you put around that player. You know, that's a factor too. If you have a veteran team around a young quarterback, then that's different than having a totally you know, Zach's first year, we had a, basically a totally new offense uh, with a lot of young players, and that was a factor in why we decided to wait a few games before we gave him his shot. Um, so there's there's a lot that goes in, that can go into it, but in a general sense, I believe in getting the your most talented guys with the highest upside. You got to get them on the field.
2: Coach Aaron Roderick, with us here, offensive coordinator at BYU. Um, coach, when you got the gig, uh, you talked about how uh, you wanted to keep the, I guess, edge with the offensive line or, or continue what Coach Grimes had built, and you hire Coach Funk as your offensive line coach. Can you tell us how you and he uh, plan on doing that?
1: Um, yeah, you're right. Um, Grimy, Grimy did a great job here at. Uh, creating a culture of toughness with especially with the offensive linemen, but with the entire offense and um i i do not want to lose that and you guys know my my 12 years at utah that 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 was a big part of our identity the whole time i was there and it still is a part of their program and and uh, i thought that was a big part of who we were last year was just you know it, every week some games we played better than others, but every week I thought we played with some physicality, and 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 so we want to keep that for sure. And uh, Daryl Funk coached offensive line for a long time for Brady Hoke and for um, Sonny Lubick, and you know those of us that are have you know a little bit of college football history know know how tough those teams were, those Sonny Lubick teams and Brady Hoke's teams are always known for being tough and physical, and and so I just thought that. Daryl would be a natural fit. He's a very different personality than Grimey, but um, veteran guy who who knows so much about the game. And so I, I just thought it was, it was important to bring a veteran coach that could keep coaching those guys at a high level. And then, like I said, we're, we're really – I mean, that, that was the number one thing that spring ball is about is we got to continue to be who, who we are and not forget what got us here. Aaron, you've probably forgotten more about football than
0: I ever knew, but I have learned a lot from you in just conversations with you. And one thing that stands out to me about your experience in coaching is the importance of aggression. You know, not being absolutely stupid out there, But I don't think uh, – in in all your years of coaching, it seems like I remember you telling me that you have come to a position where you don't want to hold back. Am I reading that right? Uh,
1: Yeah, that's right in a way. So, you know, I I think that um, being aggressive on offense is is absolutely critical to winning in this era of the game. I mean, just – it's hard to win games, uh, you know, just grinding out a, a low-scoring win and kind of the old days of where you could just run the ball and eat the clock and stuff. That's, that's hard to do nowadays. I, I do believe, however, though, you can, be, you can be very aggressive on offense and still play team football. And what I mean by that is, you know, you see some of these no-huddle offenses now that just are hell-bent for speed and they're going they're running 90 snaps a game up and down the field at a breakneck pace and they're scoring a lot of points uh, but they're also putting their defense out there to defend, you know, just as many snaps as they're running and so then the game ends up being a track meet and those games aren't always easy to win either. I mean that that that, that formula is just as problematic as the one where you know where you just try to shorten the game and get out of there with a low scoring win and so I think somewhere in there there's a balance um, of you know being aggressive attacking for four quarters but doing it in a way that gives yourself a chance to still be good on defense and special teams and you know there's a responsible way to play aggressively and the Lavelle Edwards teams of the old days I thought did a great job of that you know they were always very underrated in the run game they they threw the ball down the field but there was it was a controlled passing game where even at the end of the day they were going to have a, a really good number of time of possession and and a lot of first downs and you know those those things that sort of help control the ball game and keep it from just being a you know being a, a just a mess of <laughs> something you know some of these games you see nowadays are just like it might be fun to watch sometimes for fans but I don't think it's always the best bet to try to win just scoring as fast as you can, and um, just because it's hard to play 12 games of defense like that too. And so, what we want to do is be an aggressive offense that plays a responsible type of team football, where the whole program is in on is in on how we play. And I think I think Grimy did a great job of buying into Kalani's philosophy about how to do that, and we want to just. You know, continue that as as well as we can, but it's going to be tough against a tougher schedule,
2: Coach. Uh, uh, the NFL was very represented uh, at uh, Zach Wilson's pro day. Obviously, it went on ESPN and NFL Network, and it was a big spectacle. And I'm guessing uh, some of those NFL representatives are talking to you about your opinion coaching him so closely. What do you tell them?
1: Um, that he's a really good player. Um, <laughs> he, you know. I just I've just been telling I mean most of these most of these guys make their own opinions about form their own opinions about him as a player um, they pay people a lot of money to watch the games to watch the film um, and so I honestly haven't had to tell that many people much about uh, what I think of him as a player it's more most of the questions I've had are more just like what it's like to work with him on a day to day basis how does he learn um, you know, and I've just basically told most guys that he's 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 brilliant. He's a he's a he's got a really uh high football IQ that is partly due to that he's really smart and also partly due to just how hard he works. That if, if there's something he doesn't know he's gonna work work as hard as he can to learn it. Um and just how driven he is to be great. He's a guy that um he always finds something to have a chip on his shoulder about. I like that about him. he's he's always got something that's motivating him, something that's just kind of uh, you know he's just got that that motivation to be great. And so those are the types of things that I talk to teams about. like I said, they make their own evaluations about what kind of a quarterback he is.
0: We keep asking you about questions about measuring the value of that which is unconventional and that which is fundamental. But in the case of Zach, it seems like one of the things that wows everybody is his ability, like on that featured throw, rolling to his left and throwing back in the other direction for 60 yards, and then hitting hitting his receiver. Uh, who was that? Was that Hifo? I forget. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, hit, hit him right in his hands. What about that as far as a quarterback being able to do unconventional things? It seems like that's all the rage these days in the
1: NFL. Yeah, I think it's always been a part of the game and it's, it's just that now we're finding, uh, we're talking about it more now. I mean, Steve Young did those things and, and Jim McMahon did those things. And, and, um, you know, two of my favorite quarterbacks ever. And, and, uh, you know, but now you're right, and it's it's now like part of the game. Now is um, what can you do when the play breaks down, um, when things don't always go according to plan, or sometimes everything goes according to plan, but there's a giant six foot seven guy right in the window you want to throw to, so you got to sidearm it underneath his outstretched arms to get it to where it's supposed to go. I mean, just little things like that are uh, uh, part of the game now, and mobility mobility and being able to escape the rush and, and is is a big part of it and then accuracy is is everything. And so you're seeing these there's some quarterbacks in the NFL now that are so incredibly accurate with their passes and they can do it from so many different arm angles and body positions. It's it's pretty remarkable and I think Zach has a chance to be a good player in that league because he can do some of those things that you're seeing those NFL QBs do. And the throws, some of the throws that were kind of wowing people the other day in the pro day. I mean, you watched our games. He was doing stuff like that in games almost every week, and and uh, we're gonna miss him. He's he's a good player.
2: On that note, and, and this may be a really stupid question, but is it is it fun to call plays for a guy like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. And there were there were even some plays last year where we sort of knew by by, by design that hey, you might have to. Fit this one through. I mean, we uh, we threw the little screen pass that we ripped off from the Chiefs, where it had to be an underhand pass, just the way the action of the play and the way we were going to let the defensive end be unblocked. You know, you just he had we, we 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 ripped it off verbatim exactly from the Chiefs, and we underhanded the pass. Or so there's was, there's was just some other stuff. You know, where uh, it was fun. It was fun to watch him be creative on the field. I, I did not feel like he ever went too far with it last season, where maybe when he was a younger player, um, you know, he made some mistakes when he was a younger player uh, trying to do too much. And that's what he's going to have to guard against at the next level is not, not going back to being a rookie again. He's going to have to try to play like a veteran and, and apply some of the lessons he learned from his last year in college, that, that you got to trust the scheme, let the players around you do the work. Um, trust, trust the, what. trust what you're being coached to do. And then, then there's, there's always a few times a game where you got to make something happen, but you don't want to be forcing those things when you don't have to.
0: Aaron, did you guys call that play chiefs? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah the secret's out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, we did. Change the name. it was a fun play and, uh,
0: You mentioned the young kid, Jacob Conover. This kid was highly recruited. I mean, can you – most of our listeners have at least seen the other guys play. Can you describe what this guy brings?
1: Uh, Yeah, Jacob um, was a really highly recruited guy from Chandler, Arizona. Um, I can't remember what his record was in high school, but it was phenomenal. He lost – I think he just lost one or two games in three years of high school football. Um, He's – Got a really live arm. Ball, the ball zips out of his hands. He's a really sharp guy. Carries himself with a lot of confidence. He's a, sort of a, a demonstrative guy out there. He's—I don't know what the word is. He's, he's always—he's got a very take charge personality. And um, he, he got here in August. We—we we, we weren't expecting to get him until January. But he, with his mission ending a little early due to COVID, we were able to get him in. Uh, it was right around our first game, and uh, maybe late August, early September. So he spent the season playing scout team and learning our offense. He didn't get very many reps of our offense in the fall, though. So he's really only had about 15 practices of actual reps running our offense with our players. And, but he's a good player. He's got a really bright future, and I'm very excited that he's on our team.
2: Coach, thank you very much, as always, for the time. We really appreciate it. Good luck with the offseason.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. Good talking to you.
2: Thanks, Coach. Coach Aaron Roderick, offensive coordinator at BYU, and uh, always insightful when he comes on the show, Gordon. You always learn a thing or two.
0: Man, there's a lot of, as we were talking to him, there's a lot of, yeah, there's this, but that, you know. I almost felt like you, you were the master of would you rather. But it seemed like we kept <laughs> we kept asking him about okay, you have this situation or that situation but that's that that's what uh, the offensive coordinator that's he's a decision maker right yep he's a talent evaluator, a decision maker and got to think quick
2: yeah it's it's finding a balance as uh, life often is right I mean even uh, respond to your question about coaching aggressive offensively I mean he said yeah I, I believe in that, but. You know, you can also leave your defense in a really bad spot, and you have to find the best way to win games and talk about how the, the shootout games isn't always the best way to win it. So you have to find, you know, a balance that highlights, uh, you know, the strengths and uh, negates the weaknesses of your team. I mean, it's 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 got to be the most challenging part of any coach's job, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he, as he has established coaching quarterbacks, if uh, many years ago he ever thought that he would be coaching players to throw the ball sidearm?
2: <laughs> well, if they can do it, you know? I mean, if they yeah. if they can do it and be effective, why not? I I love it how, you know, if you see something that works and you think you can do it, who cares if you're stealing it right from the Chiefs? You can make it effective. you got a player that can do it and can throw it, and, and frankly, uh, Zach Wilson... And I'm not trying to downplay his skills in any way, shape, or form, but he should write Patrick Mahomes a check, because everybody <laughs> everybody's loving Zach Wilson in large part because he has some similar abilities to Patrick Mahomes. Got Seems a long like, way to go to live up to it, of course, right. but I mean, you know, a lot of people see that. That's the the hot commodity: some a, a quarterback that can do those type of things.
0: The, the 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 comparisons that we see that we've seen have been Mahomes. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, is that tough to live up to or what? You know, we'll, we'll see how it turns out for him. But I was re- reading uh, what, uh, what uh, our good friend Dick Harmon had written about uh, that whole Pro Day performance. And I guess Dick was talking with John Beck, and he had told him that th- that thing was all scripted, that they wanted to show off what Zach could do that was different than your average quarterback, and uh, he, he must have impressed a lot of people because uh, there were all kinds of positive comments coming in, and even even Trevor Lawrence, do you see that he, he tweeted uh, something about that great throw that we had talked to Aaron about moving to his left and throwing right uh, 55, 60 yards down the field. Uh, you know, people take notice of that sort of thing, and it was all done uh, as a part of the show.
2: All right, big thanks to Coach Roderick for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it.